Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Mind of Reese, Maurice Williams, aka Reese, Mind of Reese on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Joined as always by one half. Well, the other half, since I'm the first half. <laughs> My boy Bibbs, aka Optimus Bibbs, aka Bibbs at Bibbs Corner on Twitter and everything else, I assume. Uh, Optimus Bibbs is not here today, thank God, or I would not be doing this podcast. But, you know, as you can see from if you're watching video, which the only way you'll see the video is if this clip is put out, um, we a little drippy today. You know, the swag is different. It's it's hitting different. We we bring in, you know, we bring in a little swag to the Mavs outsiders. You know, we we matching. We the double mint twins, you know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we, we match. How is that a pause? Man, man come on. Because <laughs> we a team. <clears throat> when wrestlers are a tag team, they match. How you feeling, man? Uh, I feel like we just lost three in a row. I feel like Luca's hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. I feel like we have realized all of the flaws and deficiency in the team this week. I feel like I want to talk about Jason Kidd as a coach. I feel like I want to analyze Jalen Brunson and Kristaps Porzingis as players. I feel like I want to talk about these Mavs fans. I feel like I want to talk about a lot of stuff. But first of all, I feel grateful and thankful uh, to be able to do this, to have this platform to to gather my thoughts over the course of a week about this team and then unleash them onto the world uh in a in a in a, in a usually composed manner uh so and this this hoodie is very comfortable by the way very comfortable i i've been in it since it arrived today um it's very comfortable i like the you know the the I was about to say texture. That's not it. The material. Okay. The material. The material. Uh, if y'all would like one, they on the way. Don't worry about that. They on the way. They on the way. You, you know, keep quiet. <laughs> they on the way. We got you. But yeah, we did lose. Uh, we did lose three in a row. Luke is out, like you said, but not sure when he's coming back. Um, it's interesting that you would like to analyze the Jason Kidd as a coach thing. I, I'm interested to hear that. Uh, I guess that'll come at the end of the recap. Yeah, well, we, 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 if we, we want to save it for then, or okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not in a rush. Well, uh, in the meantime, <clears throat> okay. I mean, uh, I would hope not. I mean, you've held it in for these last few games. I'm pretty sure you can hold it in for uh, a few minutes longer. Um, but in the meantime, let's get into the recap. Uh, it was. It, was pretty rough. Uh, we started off the week with a W going against Nikola Jokic. Not the Nuggets, but Nikola Jokic. Uh, they still got some talented players on that team. More talented than we have, but uh, nonetheless, they are missing their second best player and their third best player. 
So uh, we walked away with the victory, 111 to 101. Uh, in the beginning, it looked kind of rough. KP was doing his damn thing, and it looked like if you were watching the game and wasn't watching the score, is it just me or did it feel like we were up by like 10 points, but we were down 10 points? Not really. I was going to it felt like we, it was like a close game. It felt like it was tight to me. Like, um, right. Okay. I didn't feel like we were out of it, even if we were down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just the way KP was playing, the way the team was playing, plus KP had the team on his back almost. Uh, it, it did feel like we weren't down at 10 at one point, but in the second half, uh, we did, um, we did end up. Uh, coming back and not only coming back, but widening the gap between us and Nuggets, which allowed us to come out uh, with this 111-101 victory. Also, unfortunately, um, at the end of this game is where Luka Doncic injured uh, his ankle. Slash knee. A lot of people were up. Slash knee. Uh, I saw some people upset saying, oh, well, why was he in the game in the first place? Relax, y'all. Relax. He's in the game almost all the time unless it's a huge blowout, which it wasn't. Uh, but not going to get too deep into that. What were your thoughts on the game? Take away your thoughts. I'm going to try to keep these tight tonight. Pause. Um, basically... <laughs> We, we outlasted the Nuggets. They were playing their third game in four days, um, second night of a back-to-back, and we outlasted them. We played a good, complete game. They fell apart later in, that, in the game. KP, I don't believe it was the first time, but it felt like the first time he led us in points and rebounds with 29 and 11. 11 for 20 from the field, 5 for 8 Absolutely. from 3. And most importantly, Five offensive rebounds. Active, going to the rim, pursuing the ball. That that's the KP. That's what he has to be. Um, <clears throat> Jokic, as you mentioned, playing by himself, 35, 16 and six. So he went off. But despite that, because we had our big two, we were able to out, to, to out outdo him. Um, we had the moment where DFS and Jamichael Green squared up. Um, I loved it. I loved it. After Jermichael threw Frank Nilakina down, uh, you could see the team kind of come together. That was like a, a good moment. Like it felt like everything was was right. Everything was going in the right direction. It was our first uh, win against a a actual good team. Uh, despite their injuries, Asterisk. they're still a good team. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're still a playoff type team. So it will really be our first win against a playoff Absolutely. type team. Uh, so you, we were feeling good, and then, like you said, the Luca injury happens right at the end of the game. Just the uh, the perfect way to humble any any feelings you might have had that we are on our way to the chip. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just going based off of the way the timeline was looking. Uh, Swear, it, yeah, it was it was wild because, like, like I said, it, like you said, it, the vibes were perfect, everything was great, and then the injury happened. So. Yeah, that's that's really all I got to say. Like, I'm glad we got the win. I'm glad things look good. It's unfortunate that Luca got hurt right on the back end of that game because we really looked like we were maybe turning a corner. 
and then we got throw we we got to see the Mavs without Luca. So yeah, he kind of got injured at like the worst time possible, um, especially the stretch that we're not going into, but currently are already in the middle of. Um, it's not. It, it was not a good time for him to get hurt. We weren't sure how much time he was going to miss. He's already missed three games, uh, so it's it's a little rough. But you did mention that our big two showed up. I would argue that this game, you could argue we had a big three. And whether you want to use Tim Hardaway Jr. as the three or Jalen Brunson as the three, it's up to you. But all four of those guys showed up. Um, excuse me, even Dwight Powell coming down with seven boards, only five points. But, hey, it's Dwight Powell. You can't ask for too much. You could, uh, but... You wouldn't get it. No, it, it, it wouldn't be wise at all. Um, so moving on to the first game that we played without Luca this season due to his injury, uh, traveled to Phoenix, Arizona to play the defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns. Ended up walking away with the L 105 to 98. Uh, this was a game I did not get to see. But I did uh, watch uh, a few highlights from the game, which doesn't really tell me much. But it, you know what? You, you you take this one away. Okay. So, like you said, we went into Phoenix. They were a team that obviously came off the, the finals, lost honeymoon, if you will. Um, they started out kind of cold, but they had won, I believe, eight or nine in a row coming into that game. Yes. yes. And... They came out. They were playing like straight buns in their first half. Straight buns. Chris Paul, I don't think, made a shot to the fourth quarter. And Booker wasn't really shooting well either. <clears throat> I was about to say, that's when they need Chris Paul to make the shots, apparently. So. so we, so they were playing terrible. We had the game in the bag. Despite Tim Hardaway Jr., 9 for 23. KP, 7 for 20. Neither one of them was hesitating to shoot. They were pulling from wherever the fuck ever. They they did not care. Uh, wherever the fuck ever is. Of course, your audio cutting on that. Um, the, the, the algorithm did not want you to say whatever you were about to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they were taking KP. KP, KP, KP. Let's talk about KP. First half, KP, great. I didn't like all the shots, but he made a few of them. Second half, KP was a... Let me soften my wording. Second half, KP was playing very soft. He was not... I feel like he didn't go inside a three-point line one time. He was shooting from 40 feet. He was not rolling to the basket on any of the, the picks he was setting, just popping out and chilling. No aggressiveness, no demand in the ball. He disappeared pretty much in the second half. And on that game, I felt like he did it on his own. Like he actively disappeared on his own. Uh, Jalen Brunson, if you look at the box score, you'll see he was 18, 9, and 9. Didn't didn't go off like maybe you might have needed or wanted him to, but he played fine, right? He's a backup point guard. Um, this was not a complete secure the bag game. Uh, the biggest contributions we got were from Frank and Terry off the bench. I mean, sorry, Frank and Trey off the bench. Uh, 
Frank, 13 points, three boards, three for three from three. However, when we got down to crunch time, Frank was nowhere to be found. Reggie Bullock, who hadn't done a damn thing, was in the closing lineup, and it didn't make any sense at all. The way Frank was playing, both sides of the ball, Frank should have been in that closing lineup. Secondarily, Bullock was one for six, by the way. Let me let me make that clear. He was one for six, and he's not as good a defender as Frank Nealakina. I don't care what you have to say about that. So then down the stretch, again, we were we had the game. We were doing well. We were holding them off, just had to survive. For whatever reason, Jason Kidd decided to go to a 2-3 zone against a team with shooters every fucking where. And those shooters made shots, and we blew the lead. I want to say they went on a 9-2 run in the last two minutes or something like that. And that's the game. So between KP disappearing, Frank not being in the closing lineup, and Jason Kidd deciding to go to a zone for no damn reason, hadn't done it all night, we lost the game. Now, there are some people that want to say, oh, you know, we're playing against a five. I don't, that's, I can't, that doesn't matter. With five minutes left in the game, we had to lead. Close it. Finish. We didn't do that. So I'm going to judge what occurred in those last five minutes. Frank Nielakina should have been in. Why did we go to the zone? And why were we not drawing up anything for KP? That's on Jason Kidd. That's all I got to say on that part. Uh, is that the Jason Kidd bit that you wanted to no, mention? No, not at that all. That you were talking about not yet. before? No, okay. I got, I got oh, more. So there's more. There's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more. trying okay. to stick to the, the recap formula. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what we're going to do with this is we're going to bunch um, the Suns, both of the Suns games together. So uh, we did lose that game. Uh, we did lose the next following game as well. Um, Friday fashion. night. And I was about to say, I did not see that first game, but based on what you described, what I saw in this game seemed very similar. Uh, 112 to 104, a game that I tweeted out. I said, man, I was about to tweet out that I'm really proud of the way this team is fighting. No Luka. And on two nights against the same team, they continue to fight. A team that's fully healthy, a team that's been on a winning streak, a team that's hot right now. And we're Mm -hmm. keeping up with them without our best player. And as soon as I was thinking about tweeting some shit like that, they busted the lead wide open. Defense, and it's not not one of those times where, oh, this team's playing great defense. They're just hitting tough shots. That's not what I saw. Nah. I did not see good defense uh, down the stretch of that game at all. At all. And, I mean, you know, that part I don't think was on the coaching, but you may have a different view of things. Do you? I do. All Just right, we'll hold that off. Like, okay. So I'll save one minute. Nah, save, yeah, save, yep, save all of that. Uh, Jalen Brunson showing up with 18 points and 10 assists while also shooting 7 for 19. Definitely going to mention so, that. So I, when I say showed up, I don't mean like he did his thing. I mean he was there, like <laughs> he arrived. And I don't. He arrived. He sh- yes, 
I, I don't want to say he was garbage, but he, he wasn't that helpful, you know? He was um, near the camp. Yes. Tim Hardaway Jr. with a, a classic Tim Hardaway Jr. game, shooting 7 for 21 and 2 for 10 from the three-point line. I'm going to let that marinate. It did it marinate? Just think it marinated. Christoph, say what? So just throw it in the oven. Yeah, just throw it in the oven. It's almost Thanksgiving time. Let it cook. Uh, Christoph Porzingis, 23-12-2-2. I can't believe I had to say that. One block. (laughs) Eight for 13 from the field and three for six from three. Uh, A much more efficient game. Than the previous one, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Frank Nilakina. Frank Nilakina, who has been one of the more consistent players this season, if we're being quite honest. Um probably the most consistent. I could argue. Right? Would you say that? I think, yeah, he when it when he's been in you get what you need from him, or you get what he's giving you every single time. Absolutely. Um, not much on the scoring end. Uh, he's always going to play good defense, so that's not something I'm, I'm ever worried about with him. If there's anything I know I'm going to get from anyone on this team, it's defense from Frank. He did have five assists with three rebounds, three steals, but he shot 0 for 7 from the field and 0 for 4 from 3. Um I don't know if I want him taking that many shots, but I mean, if it's there, take it. But 0 for 7 and 0 for 4. Um, <sighs> this was a winnable game. That's why this is so frustrating. This was a winnable game. They were both winnable games, uh, but I'm not going to speak so much on the first one because I didn't see it, but the way Bibbs mentioned it, that was a winnable game. This was a winnable game as well. And this one more game that we have to get to, that was winnable. So I'm conflicted because I'm thinking, you know what? We played well. We had close games against these really good playoff teams without our best player. We almost ahead of yourself. <laughs> which, what you mean? This sounds like the overarching theme of this, this, these three games. You know what? You know what? You're right. Let, let me kick it to you and you give your thoughts on this game. If you want to actually repeat everything you said about the first one for this one, I wouldn't understand. No, I'm going to change a couple pieces up. So first of all, first half, back and forth. Everybody was taking turns, going in waves. I think there was like 20 lead changes or something crazy. Third quarter, Mavs took over, started hitting, took a lead, felt good. Fourth quarter, Jason Kidd comes out with a four-guard lineup with DFS as the big, they cooked us. Yes. Cooked us. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Why? Why did we do that? In the first half, I want to say Willie Collison played nine minutes, had eight points and three boards or something. People were talking about this is the best he's looked all season. He did not play at all in the second half. We Instead, in the fourth quarter, we went with a four-guard lineup. It might have been five guards. I think Dorian Finney-Smith was on the court, but I might be wrong. I don't know what the hell Jason Kidd was trying to do. Um, he was on the court. I remember. Okay. So Aiton, I think, was in foul trouble. 
So I, I don't know if he was thinking they're playing small, so let's go smaller. I, I don't know what he was thinking, but that sparked their, them to go on a run, and we that was the game. I think that's much. exactly what happened because they had Jay Crowder in that center, I believe. Yes. So <clears throat> you mentioned KP's efficiency, 8 for 13. KP had three shots in the second half, two in the third quarter, one in the fourth. Let me repeat that. <clears throat> yep, please do. KP was five for 10 in the first half. He was three for three in the second half. Three shots for your most highly paid, most talented player. Three shots. How the fuck is that possible? How? I don't understand it. Is it him? Is it Jalen Brunson not being able to pass? Is it the offense, the system? Is it Jason Kidd? Who who do you blame for for your best player getting three shots? And he made all of them. So why are you not finding ways to get him the ball? Why? I don't, it, it made absolutely no sense. Um, We'll get into that more later. That's really all I had to say about that one. Uh, as I was watching the game and they came out with this small lineup with Jay Crowder at center, I'm like, why not just take advantage of DeAndre Ayton not being on the court and put KP in the game? He is seven foot three. And worst case scenario, he can't keep up with Jay Crowder on offense, who's not even getting the ball on offense. So why does it matter? We will get in. I'm not. I'm, I'm about to get ahead of myself too. So I'm, I'm stopping. All right. So let's let's move through this quick. Next game. Game that just got finished before. Well, about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> game that finished an hour and a half ago. Um, we lost to the LA Clippers, uh, team we know very well at this point. Uh, 97 to 91. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Another close game. Another game that was winnable. Another game that we lost. Uh, it's, this is getting kind of redundant at this point. Uh, I, I, I just, I really want to speak. What I want to say is going to sound like, you know, I'm closing the segment out. So I'm, I'm just going to speed through this. Another efficient game from KP. 10 for 18 from the field as a whole, but only 0 for 4 from 3. But he still did finish with 25 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 blocks. Uh, Jalen Brunson with 20 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, and shot 7 of 13 from the field. 1 of 4 from 3. Uh, the shots, the 3-point the, the, the shots were not falling. Like, no. at all. Thank and I mean, th- there's going to be nights like that. You know, three-point shots didn't fall. It was still a close game, but I'm not going to give them that excuse. When the shots aren't falling, you have to find another <clears throat> way to score. You have to find another way to win. You understand what I'm saying? All these shot attempts, I, I just want to – I, I got to I gotta go down the list. Okay. Tim Hardaway Jr., one for four from three. Jalen Brunson, one for four from three. Christos Porzingis, 0 for four from three. Dorian Finney-Smith, one of three from three. Dwight 
Pow. One of two from three. Why is he shooting two three-pointers in the first place? No idea, but let's move on. Reggie Bullock, the guy who was supposed to be our sharpshooter and, you know, the guy that was supposed to make an impact on this team. 0 for 2 from 3. Also 0 for 2 from the field, which means he really contributed nothing but 5 rebounds. Moving on. Maxi Kleber, who returned this game, played 20 minutes. 2 for 7 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3. So, not much has changed. Moving on. Trey Burke, 0 for 1. Who cares? He shouldn't even be playing. Frank Nilekina, 1 of 6 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3. Oh, and don't forget Shannon Little Brother, who shot 0 for 1 from 3, who has made like 5 shots all fucking season. I'm going to hand this off to you. Yeah, so let me first make sure we give Tim Hardaway Jr.'s whole entire field goal percentage some love. 2 for 12 from the field tonight. Um, the one thing I will say... <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say... Is I was glad to see Kristaps actually did take the most shots tonight, which did not occur in that previous game, if you might recall. Uh, he took 13 in that previous game, I think. Uh, Hardaway had 21 and Brunson had 19 against the Suns. Uh, so at least KP had the most shots, and he was actually very efficient. Didn't matter. Didn't use him much until, like, the last couple minutes as we were trying to win this game tonight. That's for another story for another day. Uh, Jalen Brunson limited his hero ball. He did play some late in the game, but I think he caught himself and, and, and contained himself, slowed down. He he did he did what he was supposed to do at the end, uh, besides the setting up of Porzingis. Um, as far as the rest of the guys, as you said, Shanlow, brother, uh, he did not play in the first half, I don't believe. <laughs> I, I think he only came in in the second half after Frank Nielakina went down with an injury. Um, I think Maxi pushed uh, Brown out of the line of the rotation, which is fine with me. But Frank being over him, finally, goddamn. Um, Boban played three minutes, six points. Uh, I'm about, I was about to go into my my Jason Kidd thing, but I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it go. Another game, like you said, we kind of we had a shot. No, do that. It was, do that. It was right there, and we 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 let him off the hook. Was that Herm Edwards, or was that which one was that? Was that Romeo Cronell? That was Romeo Cronell. Rest in peace. Wait, he died. Damn, I'm tripping. Uh oh. So, um, I said at the beginning of the season and early in the season, I've reiterated several times. I'm being patient with Jason Kidd. I believe after like the second or third game, uh, locked on. Uh, was it was it uh, what's what's old buddy's name? Nick asked uh, Jason Kidd why Bullock wasn't getting more minutes, and and Jason Kidd said it's it's the first week of the season. Give me some time, et cetera, so forth. I respect that. You're this is your first time seeing these players in a position where you're controlling their fates and destinies. You want to uh, accumulate some data. Shout out to Fizdale. You want to accumulate some data before you start tinkering with the lineups. I, I can respect that, right? How how long are we supposed to wait? I, I was going to give it 20 games. I was going to give it to at least December. 
I've seen enough with some of these motherfuckers. I'm keeping it 100. Uh, Reggie Bullock, not it. He, his role needs to be reduced. 32 minutes tonight to get some cardio. Two shots? He took two shots. Two of them things. That's not acceptable. Why are you playing 30 minutes? You you are not contributing in the way you're supposed to contribute. You're a shooter, and you took two shots in 32 minutes. That's not getting it done. That's not getting it done. Frank Nielakina has been by far the best offseason addition of the three. That is not even a debate. I'm not trying to hear it. Why? Because he can dribble. We're missing two things on this team. We said it coming in the offseason. Some players that can dribble and big men. We got a guy who can dribble. And then again, that's even was debatable at the time. Frank Nielakina is the only player we got that potentially could dribble in the offseason. He was the last signing and apparently only made the cut because Tyrell Terry had personal issues. Otherwise, Frank Nielakina would have been cut based on what the Mavs said. So we accidentally got Frank Nielakina as our only good signing in the offseason. Sterling Brown has been complete buns. What he's doing is fucking up Josh Green's development. That's it. Everything that he has given to us, Josh Green could have given to us. Tell me I'm wrong. Go look at his numbers. Go look at every game and tell me that Sterling Brown has done something that Josh Green cannot do. No cap. You can't. Why is he there? Move him out of the rotation. If Josh Green is not going to be in Frisco, he needs to be ahead of Sterling Brown in a rotation at this point. I've seen enough. Jason Kidd needs to have seen enough. Willie Colley Stein. He had a couple jumpers tonight. That's fine. It would have been even cooler if he had done it before Maxie came back. But Maxie's back. Willie Colley Stein has been complete buns. Put Moses in Ro- Willie Colley Stein's place in the rotation. He's not getting regular minutes anyway. I can live with Moses Brown looking like a baby giraffe for 10 minutes a night. Spot minutes. That's what you that's how you develop. That's how you see what you have in a young player. Willie Colley Stein is not getting better. He is in his prime. This is as good as he's ever gonna be. Moses Brown, I've seen him put up a 2020 type of game. I've seen him almost get 10 blocks in a game. And he's raw. He's going to mess up. He's going to fumble the ball. He's going to look goofy as shit. But there's a potential that he might put it together at some point. He might accidentally do cause some problems that Willie Collins and Dwight Power are incapable of because of his height and length. Oh, he's trash. He can't defend the post. Neither can either one of them dudes in front of him. Neither one of them can do that. Like, saying what he can't do and not telling me that the other person in front of him can do it. What are we, what is what are, what conversation are we having? I guarantee you can, he can pass turkeys just as good as anybody. I'm not trying to hear about what Dwight Powell is doing in the community. He can continue to do that in the community. That does not need to equate 30 minutes on the court. Jason Kidd, it's time to start mixing up these lineups, these rotations. I'm tired of looking at these dudes do the same stuff every night. It's not changing. It's not going to get better. They are what they are. You should know that by now. You've seen enough. You've seen enough. So from here on out, with these rotations, I'm on your ass. Secondarily, 
getting cute against the Suns in both games. One with the zone. Second game with the, the mini lineup. What are you doing? You are not a first-time coach. I'm not trying to see you make first-time coach mistakes. You did too much. We, the game was going fine. We were in control of both games before you made these goofy-ass decisions. This was a coach going for it on a fourth down in his own territory for no damn reason. None. Stop it. So Frank is hurt now. Luca's still hurt. Maybe he'll come back for the next game. Maybe not. Maybe they'll give him this last game off with the longer break before we play the Wizards on Saturday. Uh, we're going to have like three days off completely. Maybe they'll give him that extra, those extra couple days uh, to rest his ankle slash knee. There are two players, as of this very moment that I'm aware of, that can dribble the basketball. Trey Burke and Jalen Brunson. As far as players under contract, our only other options are to maybe play Josh Green, who can dribble a little bit. Maybe call up Ja'Cory McLaughlin, who didn't look great in the preseason and has looked okay-ish in, in the, the G. I think the last game was the first time he really got to run point, and you could see it was the first time he got to run point. He was getting inside at will and hitting shooters off of his penetration, but the decisiveness wasn't quite where I would want it to be before I put him in an actual NBA game. Uh, so that's where we are at as a team right now because our front, our general manager, front office, owner, don't understand the importance of having basketball players who can dribble the fucking ball on your roster. We're just going to surround Luca with energetic dudes and shooters who can't get their own shot to save their goddamn lives. Reggie Bullock. I'm, I'm off it. With that being said, we will move on to the ad break so we can pay some bills and bibs can calm down so we can get into our very next segment. <laughs> we will be back right after a word from these sponsors. It's, it's us. We're the sponsors. I was about to say that. <laughs> like, all right, I messed up. But I'm going to Oh, man. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a death deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reese. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after that uh, quick ad read by yours truly, your boys, Reese and Bibbs, a.k.a. the sponsors. Uh, moving on. Uh, we sent out uh, a question earlier this week. Uh, one of us did never going to tell you which one is tweeting at the, at the time of the tweet. One of us sent out a question that asked, it was after the, the first, the first Phoenix game, I believe. Correct. First or second. I think it was the first looking at this, looking at the stats, Hold on, I, let me... looking at the stats. I believe it was the first. I think it was the second. Okay. Let uh, me look at the date. But that'll tell me. Um, November 18th. So that was three days ago. Today is Sunday. That don't make no goddamn sense. It was 1114, 11.44 a.m. though. So the game was on the 17th. Okay, it must have been after the first game. All right. Question was... That makes a lot of sense. Question was, did KP have a good game yesterday? No contact stats, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. 49% of people said yes. 35% of people said debatable. 9% of people said no. And 7% said I'm nosy slash didn't watch, which means they just want to see the results. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read some of the, j- just a few. Not a lot because we, we want to get through this uh, pretty quick. Um, some of the responses were uh, Preston Odinson. Uh, that's at Preston Odinson said, yes, KP is playing well. I'm not sure what this fan base wants, to be honest. Luca didn't play, and this is where we are now. Uh, sounds very accepting. Uh, another player, I mean, another player, what the hell? Uh, another person, the Shermanator. I love that reference. Um, at not slicker underscore three, three, three. Uh, I said slicker, not, you know, the other word. Uh, he said KP played well for me. He had those brain fart moments where he should have tried to rebound the ball instead of trying to tip it in, but he played for me. I'm pretty sure he means played well. Uh, some more responses. Uh, pretty good one. Um, at Zamunda servant, Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say if it was good or bad. He was better than Timmy and about even with JB. The three yeah. of them combined to take about ten plus awful shots. Being better than Timmy isn't saying it's a low bar. It's a very low bar. Uh, a different take on it came from Rich at at. Rich Lynn Watson. If you don't win, you're not having a good game. I don't care if he scored 50. That fourth quarter collapse and missing those layups wastes all that effort. So, what are your thoughts on this question? What are your thoughts on KP's game? Because I did notice... uh, I think I saw either... I think I saw your page actually like or retweet one of these tweets 
or you retweeted it retweeted yourself. A few of them. Yeah. Okay. So, what what were your thoughts on? Did you game? read the the Kirk tweet? Oh, I didn't see the. Oh, I see it. Hold on. Okay, let's read the Kirk tweet. <clears throat> At Kirk Serious Face, if you don't know who Kirk is, I'm pretty sure y'all know who Kirk is. Uh, I think he did fine. A couple of tough blown bunnies at the rim again. Had a few against Denver. Just didn't matter. But the offense generally sucked, and he was given some end of shot clock grenades to handle. Um, I think that's closer to how I felt about his game. Okay. I don't think he had a bad game at all. I think he had a good game. Uh, obviously, like someone said, a couple brain fart moments, but you're going to get that from KP here and there, whether it's on offense or defense. Um, like Kirk said, a couple of end of shot clock, launch it up and see what happens shots, which uh, kind of messed up the field goal percentage. But, you know, I can't speak too much. I only saw a little bit of the game. I did not see the entire game. So. So. Um, I asked this question. I was curious about the results of this this poll because I want to see how people see the game. I'm curious how people see the game. So what I saw in the first half, I saw KP taking a lot of shots I didn't like. He made a good bit of them, but I didn't like the shots. They were those early shot clock can get these at any time in the game type of shots. Um, it was very Tim Hardaway Jr. Like when, you know, I used to say, if Tim Hardaway Jr. makes his first shot, buckle up because he's firing whatever the fuck he gets his hands on after that. Right. And that's what KP was doing. He got, he was making a couple shots that he shouldn't have made, feeling good about himself. And like I said, folded soft paper mache in the second half, which is indicative of who he is and what he is as a player. He's not a star. He's not your number two. Because a number two should be able to turn it on and be a number one. And that is not what KP has done so far. In these three games. Um, <clears throat> in the second half, I already talked about the one game where he got three shots in the second half. Some of that goes on Jason Kidd, not making sure that things are drawn up to make sure he gets the ball. Some of that is on Jalen Brunson being a ball hog at times, especially in that game. And a lot of that goes on KP not demanding the ball, not putting himself in position to receive the ball. There's talk about, you know, we can draw up post-ups for, for, for Boban when he gets in, but we can't draw him up for KP. KP can't move anybody. There was a play in this game against the Clippers where he tried to back down on Amir Coffey. If you don't know who Amir Coffey is, don't worry. Nobody does. But Amir Coffey was on him, I want to say almost 20 feet away from the basket. Got ISO. They gave him the ball. He squared up on Coffey. Couldn't do anything. Had to pass it. 
That's not star player activities. Bare minimum, he should have been able to get closer to the basket. He can't turn over his left shoulder for whatever reason. There was a play in this game where he had Paul George on him. And he actually was on the block this time. He had Paul George on him. He had a back down. <clears throat> Paul George anticipated that he was going to turn over his turn to his right. So the good thing is, in that particular situation, KP actually extended his long ass arm and went over top of Paul George. That was nice to see. I like that. I like that, KP. I want more of that. I like that. I, I like, like that. that. <laughs> I was definitely trying to try to go for that at some point. But um, at the same time, if he had turned over his other shoulder, it would have been an easier shot. And guys know that in the league. People in the league know that. They sit on that, that waiting for him to turn a certain direction. For whatever reason, he just can't feel the other. He doesn't know how to read the person's body. They're sitting on one side, and he doesn't know how to take advantage of that, use his size and leverage to realize, hey, I can get this dude on my hip, and it should be curtains. No, he's going to take the most difficult shot. Whatever. So that's one problem. Lack of moves when he gets the ball inside. Lack of ability to get to a position inside where you can give him the ball to to put somebody at a disadvantage. The fact that he can't do those things is why we've collapsed in all three of these games. Because when you get into a tight situation, you have to have a go-to. You have to have a, a, a thing or a person you can depend on to go get a bucket. And with no Luca on the court, we do not have that. KP at seven foot three against a team that's not playing any bigs should be that. And we did go to him on three straight plays, I think. Was it, I don't know if it's three straight, but on three plays down the stretch, we, we didn't do it for like a few minutes and it was annoying me. I was literally yelling at my screen. But then we did. And and I put the part again, I put that on kid for not drawing it up. I put it on Brunson for being fully willing to try to take over the game by himself. And I put it on KP for not being assertive and demanding that the ball gets into his hands. $30 million man running around like a regular ass player is not okay with me. Not okay with me at all. Could you imagine Luca running up and down the court and getting three shots off and a half? The timeline would be on fire. We would ask if he's trying to sabotage Jason Kidd. Matter of fact, didn't that happen in the earlier in the year? It, it, I think it did. It was just him passing instead of taking shots. Yes. But he had the ball at least. I think it might have been that first Denver game. It might have been. Yeah, well, I mean, we were already getting our asses kicked at that point. So, I... Yeah. But again, like imagine a game where Luka gets three shots and a half. On purpose. Point shaving. Like, just running up and down the court watching everybody else do stuff. That's what KP was doing in these games. The lack of aggression. And in that Suns game that I was talking about, that fir- the first game where if you look at the box score, you see the 21, was it 21, 8, and 7 or something like that? Damn, that's sexy, right? Four offensive rebounds. He did most of his damage in the first half. He was silent in the second half. He was not assertive. He was not going inside. The game was very physical, and he said, I'm out. That's not acceptable. That is why 
I'm still not, we're not serious until we have a big, a real big. If KP can't be that, we are at best a second round team until that changes. At best. Perfect. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's doing what they do. We're a second round team because if the key teams can just key on Luca, that's it. No one man is doing is carrying a team like that in this day and age. No team is going to let one man beat them for four games out of seven. It's just not going to go down like that. We've seen it. Luca's balled out in our two playoff appearances. L's. L's. So what I've seen from KP is fine. He looks like a solid basketball player, a contributor, a solid number three on a contending team. We're missing. We're still. We're still missing some. We're missing a lot, actually. KP's not, a whole lot. He's not a. He's not a number two. That's that's it. I'm, I'm happy he's playing the way he's playing, but he's not a number two. He's a no. I would say he's a number two when the number one is there, but he doesn't have the ability to step up like a number two should when the number yeah. one isn't. Yeah, I, I, I'll accept that. Yeah. So hopefully we don't have to deal with the number a, one not being there often. He's a two minus, not a two plus. Okay, that's different. Let's use that. <laughs> Let's use that. That's different. Uh, that kind of turned into another Bibs rant. We got it two did. Bibs rant this episode. Oh my god! Yes, I need the rants. More rants means Optimus <laughs> Bibs will be locked away in a basement forever lock him in the basement and burn the house down never to be seen from again that seems dramatic there's other ways to dispose you know what i'm gonna whoa you've been watching too many murder mystery podcasts brother all right yeah um yeah with that being said um i'm gonna try to find some legal protection while we uh send y'all to another ad break <laughs> and we'll be back with the unsung hero and weekly forecast so i know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad but uh i'm gonna take over the reins again uh to tell you a bit about our ad our sponsor anchor uh back in 2020 during the pandemic i finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast the only issue was i had no idea where to start um i didn't have any podcast equipment uh no camera no microphone you know uh any things that you see in a studio but what i did have was my cell phone and that's why i discovered the anchor app anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Like I mentioned, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place 
And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is time for our weekly closing segments. First up is my Mavs Unsung Hero of the Week. Um, I think it's going to surprise some people this week. I think, in my opinion, this person had a nice, quiet first week uh, for the Mavs. Uh, obviously, it didn't result in too many wins since we did go 1-3 uh, and three in the last few games. But uh, the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week goes to Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, who has started off pretty slow to begin the season. Um, but in the absence of a Luka Doncic, has, has played very well in the starting lineup with the minutes he was given, has stepped up. And that doesn't mean, oh, he's given us 15 points per game. He's given us 20 points per game. That's not Dorian Finney-Smith's game. But he isn't shooting us out of games. He isn't being a complete liability on offense. He's stepping up on defense. He, you know, he didn't crash the boards as much as I would like or as much as he usually does. But also, uh, he's playing in a lineup with two bigs again. So that's not expected as much either, uh, even though they can't rebound either. But this is about Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, he he did in prep. Let me use that word lightly. Let me use caution. I will not say impress, but I was pleased. If he can keep up this kind of play when Luka returns to the lineup, which I don't really see any reason why he shouldn't, uh, nine points a game for a season from Dorian Finney-Smith is perfect for me, to be honest. Nine points per game, uh, maybe six to seven rebounds per game. Uh, you know, putting up six shots per game, maybe five shots per game. That's perfect. That's what we like. We don't like Dorian Finney-Smith shooting eight three-pointers a game. That's not a formula for winning. So maybe when there's more people on the court who can shoot better with better than he does, maybe we won't get as many shot attempts from Dorian Finney-Smith. This is supposed to be the unsung hero segment, but it sounds like I'm bagging on the guy a bit. So you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to close it out and say congratulations to Dorian Finney-Smith on winning the Mavs Unsung Hero of the Week. I hope that your good play continues, sir, and I will kick it to Bibbs for the infamous weekly forecast, which is probably going to be shorter than usual, but we'll see. Thank you, Reese. Uh, regarding your comments on Dorian Finney-Smith, it sounds like he got you there, but he didn't pop it on a handstand. Uh, moving into our forecast this week, our first game is going to be on Tuesday against the Los Angeles Clippers. It's a rematch, fellas. Uh, will Luka Doncic be back? Hopefully, because we look like complete ass. Uh, Frank Nielakina went down, as I mentioned earlier, uh, which means we have two players that can dribble and one of them doesn't want to take the shot. 
and has already missed games this season because he didn't wake up to take his test. So if somehow we lose Trey Burke, <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot of Jalen Brunson burning, if you hear me. Uh, the Clippers, they have our number. They, they hate us, and they show up. They were without Batum. They were without Morris. And they were without Kawhi. We had no excuse to lose this last game. KP, again, I got to see him do more. I don't care what y'all say, but oh, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be doing more than he's supposed to do. That's the problem. That's the problem. KP, give me 30, baby. Give me 30. Uh, Moving forward, it is Thanksgiving week. I know personally I will be traveling to see my family, a whole lot of turkey, ham, and high blood pressure going on. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm going up to Delaware. I'll be close to Maurice. And it's hilarious because on Saturday, we'll be playing the Washington Wizards. Unfortunately, it will not be in D.C. or else it could have been an outsider's link up. You feel me? But it, it didn't happen. It is what it is. We'll be playing the Washington Wizards, who have been playing great basketball all year. A team that I believe is built perfectly to beat our asses because they have big men that actually can do things in the paint. Uh, busybodies in Montrez Harrell. They have a uh, scoring on the wings. They have scoring on the perimeter. They have scoring on the end. They have a lot of scoring is what I'm saying here. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think people are probably looking at that as a light one when they looked at it on the schedule, but uh, things change, rearrange. And so do I uh, back to you, Reese. That's it. Okay. 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 You know what? The J Cole reference <laughs> the J. Cole reference. <laughs> that I liked it. I liked it. It was it was smooth. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I didn't, I didn't see it coming either. I did not <laughs> I did not see that coming. Oh man. Oh man. That was that was good. That was good. I can't hate. Oh man. Uh I don't even know what to say after that. Um <laughs> I think that's it for this episode of the oh, Mavs Outsiders Podcast. We appreciate y'all for listening. Be on the lookout for when the tweet goes out, for when the hoodies go out. Mm. Bars, like the wordplay there, you know. Uh, speaking of bars and wordplay, uh, actually, no. Damn it. Now I put myself in a hole. I got to say it. Speaking of bars and wordplay, uh, rest in peace to Young Dolph. Uh, who was murdered in Memphis uh, earlier this week. Uh, you know, love and thoughts to his family and fans because, you know, I cried when DMX died. So it happens, you know. But that will close it out for the Mavs Outsiders podcast. We will holler at y'all next week where we're only recapping two games. So mm-hmm. it might be a short episode. It no could- chance. No chance in hell. <laughs> I like your confidence. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace.